Hey guys, how's it going? So today I'm stood in Castlefields Community Garden with Claire from Lovely Land. Hey Alex, nice to see you. And it's been a while since we've so long, done this. So long, and of course the pandemic in between us last seeing each other. What a nightmare that's been. Horrible. Yeah, um, but what I've seen um, with everything that we did with the with the pandemic, thank you helicopter for coming over <laughs> just as we hit record. How oh, fantastic. Um, what I have seen is a lot of resilience within communities um, throughout that year, and it's nice to actually look back at it now over what you've been doing as well especially because looking on your website you've been doing starting off quite a few initiatives to sort of let people know they're not on their own sort of thing That's yeah what I yeah no absolutely and I think first of all um, what a beautiful town we live in um, and haven't we been lucky that we do get to go on our local walks in this beautiful you know gorgeous town along the river with all its green spaces I mean it's been an absolute lifesaver for me really to be getting out and about and um, on your skateboard I've seen and on a skate yeah <laughs> that was my lockdown uh, skill uh, I inquired yeah love skate skateboarding uh, so look out for new projects coming up to do with skateboarding absolutely yeah. nothing to do with growing vegetables but okay. <laughs> well, that, I mean like when it comes to lovely land and and um, what you guys do, there's much more than just growing vegetables. That what you do, there's the the uh, the, little, the the library, the window library that yes, you've got. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. Well, actually, like most of our projects, um, what happens is we just get we get talking to people in our local community. Um, they they have all the great amazing ideas. I think sometimes it gets passed off as my ideas, but it's not. It comes from people you know that are in the in the community um, using the area, and we just listen to what they want. So one family really sort of came up with this idea for a little library um, that they could walk to they could choose some bedtime books but the idea was that we provide good quality books um, it's it's not just a book share scheme you know it, it doesn't just have secondhand books in there we actually get um, some funding and get really well supported we choose the books really carefully um, themes of community togetherness um, books that help people talk about um, issues with with mental health and children uh, within families about um, diversity, equality. So all of these things that we think is really, you know, all of these themes that we think are really important, um, we try and put those sort of uh, themes within the library. And of course, everyone's got access to it. It's a free library. There's no fees. You don't have to join up. There's no, you know, we try to make it as easy as possible for everyone in the community to access it. Um, and that's what we try and do with everything we do. Um, and what was the the feedback with that? Was it did it did any of the kids mess with it, or was it just left? Did people appreciate it as a? Um, the town council supported us in starting that up and getting it actually on the wall of the community centre and funding the first initial books. And since then, it, it has just gone from strength to strength. Um, it's now it's now sort of self run really by the community itself. Um, I. Um, I just have a hand in it and, and, and every now and again I'll you know buy some some more books to go in there or, or you know rotate the books that are in there but really it's 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 the kids that are running it now themselves it's the Good. kids that are telling me what they want in there what they want to see um, and also we've we've now been able to put um, books in for older kids as well because we started off like with quite you know young children's books and we've uh, sort of stretched into the uh, into the teens now so that that's been a new, new sort of learning curve for me as well so that's what wow. I love about it, yeah, I really like that. That's it's nice. Reminds me of the uh, you know the larder uh, things that people do with food banks. They had like a larder where people can put things yeah. in a fridge and, and filling telephone boxes with books or food or yeah. And I think in lockdown it's been really nice. It, it's something we've been able to keep going. 
um, because the sharing sort of of books, we've been able, we've kept books in quarantine before we rotate them in, yeah, and of course. you know, and we we've you know put up guidelines in order to do it safely. But the borrowing of books has been something that we've been able to sort of keep going. Um, and of course, we've been re- you know we've been um, encouraging people to tell stories. We've been posting them online. Nice. Lovely Land's gone online, which is uh, which has been a new learning curve for me as well. But actually, it's been really good to be able to keep in contact with people. It's great to have a website. I, I mean, I got two. It's hard to keep on top of them. <laughs> I gotta say, every now and again, I gotta go in and just make sure everything's going well. It's good that you've got that online presence. I mean, it's been really important for people uh, during the pandemic to have that sort of online presence because you know at the beginning of it all, we couldn't go out anywhere. We can do anything. There's that first lockdown, Alex. Can you? Oh, it was crazy. Now looking back on it, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I'm a Zoom with now. So we've had some of our groups, especially like working with our young carers, um, and some of the families we work with are quite isolated, either by location because Shropshire is such a rural county. Um, or um, by situation, you know, situations can be isolating for people yeah, um, as well. And of course, COVID has been isolated, has put an isolation layer on, on, on for everyone. Especially during the winter. I mean, we hear, we heard that our, like the sort of first half of last year was great because people could get out when we were allowed to. People could, you know, do what they needed to do to get out in the fresh air. But during the winter, it added that added layer of sort of depression and isolation for a lot of people mental health the dark months was, yeah, the yeah dark, literally the dark yeah, months yeah. Good, short days yeah. um yeah that's that's when we started to think about our reach out packs actually so we had funding to deliver our nature program and we were going ahead with that uh, which you know we organize lots of um events workshops um you know they're mostly free for people to come and uh, enjoy um we're able to do that because we get funding mm. um that's a lot of my job is writing funding bids um but obviously we weren't allowed any of those gatherings they were you know all restricted so what we did in so we had to diversify so we put a lot of stuff online diversify yeah yeah and we did and it was a learning curve for for, for me and the volunteers as well because we're about in, um, connecting with nature. We're about getting outdoors. We're not about sitting behind a computer. So we had to sort of upskill quite quickly. Um, but what we started to do is deliver these reach out packs. So the workshops that we would have been inviting people to come along and gather and, and, and enjoy and the experience of doing, we actually made these little kits and packs that we could send out to people's homes. And we were able to do that to our most vulnerable families, really. The families that perhaps, um, you know, we focused right early on on single parent families please very important i did see that and i you think about that and you feel for single parent families you know especially three or three or four kids running around the house during you know where's the help for the parents you know? absolutely i'm a single parent myself so i was uh, not be you know not having the respite of that school um gives as well um and having them you know 24 7 but not being able to go out not being able to meet up with friends you know kids just love playing in big groups of people and and my kids are wild so they just love climbing trees <laughs> and you know and um yeah and hanging out with their mates and and all that was sort of stripped right back um and so we felt it was really important for children perhaps who don't have the green spaces who aren't um don't have big gardens to hang out in it was really important to get some nature into them especially in the winter months and we that's how we did it through these um reach out packs i mean that sounds like uh something that you looked at that was possibly not thought about during during the pandemic there were so many were there any areas as a community someone with their ear to the ground where you noticed that you know with all the tv campaigns and everything that was put together is there something as part of the community that was completely forgotten about 
during uh, all this craziness? I think I think things that were overlooked perhaps were um, the perhaps you know the use of the green spaces weren't utilised as much as they could have been, uh, especially when we were you know allowed out for that sort of one hour. I think yeah. it was like what, what was I can't even remember now one hour like a day. Um, you better get jogging. You're not exercising. I can't see you jogging. <laughs> and you know that that there's lots of things that classes exercise. And like, like I say, my kids just love climbing trees. So for us, it was like let's you know let's go on an adventure and find a new tree today. Um, but I think there were positives that came out of it as well. Like you, the the exploration that you did within such a close proximity to where you live, because we weren't allowed to go very far. Um, I think that's been quite exciting for a few people, especially living in such a beautiful town like Shrewsbury, um, discovering new areas. Um, yeah, and just and just getting out and sort of um, yeah exploring really. Um, but yeah. I th- yeah, but I think no, I, the isolation I think has been has been key, and I think it's affected lots of different people in lots of different ways mm-hmm. um and i don't think you can say it's it, you know it's been like this for, for one set of people and, and like that for another you can't you can't do that now because it's hard to throw an umbrella term over anybody as a community because everyone's an individual aren't they and you, you, you don't know how people in this house here that i can see in front of me you don't know how they're dealing with it these people that everybody's completely different and in, in an individual your individuality is really important, but at the same time, it's good to know that you've got the community to reach out to if you need it. Absolutely, yeah. And I think um, it's been nice to have the basis of like the lovely land groups, like the Yarn Bombers, for example. I now, the they have missed their pub <laughs> meetings, because as you know, we do most of our knitting and crocheting in the pub, and we have really missed that. And I know that the pub has missed us as well. You know, the pubs have been struggling without the custom um, as well. So we've, you know, I think... You know, I got a few few wines delivered from our local to try and you know wines that I'd normally be drinking uh, while I was knitting some yarn bombing, but I, I think we've all, especially here in Castlefields, you know, uh, just talking about what I know because I live here, but we we've all seemed to have pulled together in lo- in lots of different ways. I mean, on Bennion Street they had like coffee mornings and you know people socially distanced, but everyone came out. I, I still think they might even still be doing that, and I think there was a little Friday night drinky. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, that, that happened every now and again as well. So we had the carols on the doorstep, of course. That was amazing, of course. That was yeah. fantastic. Begita was doing her photography as well on the doorstep. Begita's amazing. That was because the, the yarn bombing couldn't kind of go ahead last year. So what we did is instead we just decorated our front gardens and our front windows. And um, and that's when Geeta got on her, got on her bike, bless her, and ca- came round and took pictures of it all. And that then, I think that developed into her beautiful doorstep When you guys on TV as well, didn't the TV come round? Oh, uh, might have been. Yeah, there's been a few BBC <laughs> things around here, and uh, what yeah. a good place to look at the community than what you guys are doing at Castlefields. Phil's with us, have photography. Are you only good at um, doing yarn, crocheting, I or am terrible at that? But I'm willing to give it a shot for the biscuit. Yeah, because I was yeah. thinking maybe if you're going to, if you guys are going to be doing some sort of yarn bombing sort of thing this year, maybe we should show up as a team of biscuit. Like I'm useless, so I'm counting on you, Phil and Shane and and Dean. I wouldn't uh, count on me, but I'll, I'll give it my best shot. But you never know. <laughs> well, we've got you. Know, we do all of our uh, le- skill sharing in the pub. So first, you know, as soon as they're open again, we'll get you in and uh, and we'll get you skilled Imagine up. Imagine you guys taking over a beer garden at the moment, like just sitting outside with your needles going away like that'd be fun i wouldn't mix beer and needles but um you know (laughs) (laughs) it sounds fun we'll give it a shot (laughs) imagine jousting from across the bar (laughs) don't take my red it's my red (laughs) 
Well, some of these yarn bombers are very passionate about what they do, so you better, you, you know, like, you've got to show up. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do you make, uh, you know, to try and create as much impact as possible with what you're doing, how are you finding making enough noise to stand, uh, you know, sort of stand out from everyone else? Yeah, well... Um, so there's two sides to Lovely Land, really. Um, there's the projects that we do that we don't really sing um, and dance about a lot because of the, um, you know, because we're working with um, sort of sensitive people, really, in, in sensitive situations. So um, we do a lot of work supporting um, children and families in the local area um, in lots of different ways. So that could be through the library by providing books, providing um, you know a support system there for through telling stories, or um, it, you know we've done um, lots of work to do with the, the community gardens and the planting, and we take small groups out to gardens to um, to get them out and connected to nature, and um, also a bit of a respite for some of the some of the parents sometimes yeah, of course yeah um and so we we do a lot of sort of quiet supporting work um and that's where a lot of our funding comes from working with um fam families who might need that support of course um but also we do things like the yarn bombing which is it's just gone massive like this year was just crazy people were sending stuff in from all over the country we got stuff um sent up from like I think Yorkshire was the furthest one north and we got someone from down in um, Cornwall sending us up stuff. So I think with the going online and being having a more online presence, I think it's sort of opened up our reach because we have been, you know, we're a hyper local um, community project. You know, we care about the place that we live in. Um, we care about Castlefields, we care about Shrewsbury mm -hmm. and, and we tend to do most of our... Um, gatherings in this area but going online has opened up the reach and I think a lot of people are like into what we do which we're thrilled about it's Absolutely. great yeah and how have you guys found to communicate with other communities around Shrewsbury do you guys get on with you know obviously you get on with other communities but like do you take ideas from each other do you, you know how's that go yeah well I mean obviously you know Shrewsbury's like there's, there's stuff going on there's stuff happening I think Bellevue have got their arts festival coming up um, they do a lot of, lot of cool stuff um, there's there's loads of local educators artists you know like people like workshop facilitators that normally we would be hiring and inviting to come and run our workshops with us but because we haven't been able to do that last year what we did instead is we invited them to come along and work on our reach out packs for us so um, through the funding that we've got we've still been able to sort of employ those local artists local um, educators as we normally would mm -hmm. um, but just in a different way because that's really important too I think a lot of people lost out on work and money and you know, it's affected people in lots of different ways. So everyone we work with is local, um, you know, hyper-local, really. I mean, uh, we've got a big Castlefields cohort. Um, Geeta's great because she comes around and takes lots of pictures course, for course, us. Course. Um, we, we've got all of our volunteers are local. Um, we've just started a new volunteer programme, actually, working Ooh, with tough. teens. Yeah, working with, with, with young people. So it's it's about getting people um, into the Lovely Land family. Um, they come along to the workshops, the events. They help support us. They work with the young people, the, you know, the young children that come along to the events. But actually also what it does, it gives them some work experience. It gives them experience working within, you know... Um, you know, a not-for-profit not organisation as well. Um, and it's a, it's worked out as a support network for those young people uh, working with us as well, some of which have actually, you know, got some issues around self-confidence um, in themselves. 
sorry. I was okay. listening to you. I was watching Phil's got his camera. He was sneaking up on a bird to take a picture of it and it just gone he in. Was, he, just... he was stealth there, wasn't he? But unfortunately, <laughs> his face. the bird oh. flew away, I think. <laughs> so is this an idea then to sort of pass the torch, so to speak? So like, you know, in a few years, you can rely on younger people to sort of help you out and have that peer sort of presence to the younger people are coming up for them you know is, is this the next generation of lovely landers yeah absolutely it really is i mean this this group started off actually we were supporting a group of um four teenagers um who had um who'd lost a friend of theirs to suicide mm-hmm. um so we were um you know, we were we were creating time and safe space for them to be able to come together and actually and actually talk about that. Um, we did that through the Lovely Land Library. We provided some some books on, um, you know, talking about death, talking about um, grief, talking about um, mental health issues, um, and so so through those stories, we were able to bring that group together and uh, and allow them a safe space to actually communicate you know to each other about something quite tragic that's happened um and 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 two of those people got involved in some of our um helping out in some of our events and and they just they just started talking about how like helping other people has really helped them yeah. um and giving them a, a sense of, of purpose and stuff so that's where the and then i was like ding 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 oh if we we've, if we've helped wow. these young people maybe there are more young people out there that might benefit from this so yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a, one of the main reasons. Okay, I'm not. I always do this. I, I sort of compare myself to you guys, so it's a way to relate to you guys. But I'm doing this 24-hour podcasting uh, challenge thing in September. It's a great idea. But the idea of this is to encourage others to do it. Okay, because I've got these microphones, I've got these resources from around the world. Let's do some good for it, and then. I'll teach you to do it and I'll teach you to do it and let's everybody do this because the more people that they're out there helping, what, what, what harm can that do? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think um, there's lots of people doing great work so I applaud you for doing that. Um, <laughs> I really do. And maybe I could get my, my group of volunteers um, hooked let's up to some yeah. podcast kind of uh, programme. It sounds great. I yeah. would love to do that because I, I, I've learned that, that uh, hosting a podcast is a type of therapy. Okay, so what we're doing when we're, we're concentrating, looking down a microphone and we're talking, is a type of meditation. Um, uh, Kat Merrick from uh, Breathe Yoga, Breathe Dance Yoga, came on and taught me all about that. Um, and it's very good therapy. You get to get a lot off your chest, especially when you wear two different hats like me, because I've got the biscuit thing and I've got the you suck thing, where I can have a beer and be a bit more sweary and a bit more jolly. And you, you can kind of offload a lot of steam with that. And I'd love to be able to, if I could come here, and set up a small podcast studio for you guys so that you guys can come in and do something. I would do that. That would be fantastic. And and I really think um, anything that reaches out to our young people. um, So obviously, um, Lovely Land started off being all about nature and and connecting with the outdoors. But I think anything that speaks to young people, Mm. that gets them together, that gets them focused on a... Um, you know, on an interest, a bit like me in the skateboarding, it's a like project, that's yeah. that's kept me going through lockdown, learning a new skill. Um, I'm totally hooked now, and uh, I'm I'm ready for the skate park. If there's any young people out there actually that can uh, come and help me learn some tricks, because I'm, I'm you know I'm an older woman, <laughs> and uh, I, I need some help. I've got a friend called Josh Brimmel. Um, he won't listen to this. He's in America, but he's. He's in his 40s, he's probably probably 40, I think he's 40, probably just aged him loads. I'm very sorry, Josh. If you do listen to this, he's in America. But he's been learning, like, he's been out the skateboards with his kid, learning. And he's been flicking some tricks and all sorts. It's, it's been so brilliant It's so cool as well. It makes you just feel amazing. It makes you feel alive. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. it makes you think, what what skill can I learn this year? You know, what when it, when it comes to um, 
what we've been doing as a biscuit this year we've been very much grinding it out sort of uh, finding community projects to talk about and get out there finding out what, what people are doing um, we've not really been looking in house when I mean, we're looking at um, some of the events that are coming up now are you guys excited for like the food festival and things to come back and yeah it is it's I, th- I think there's a mixed reaction from our families really because um, some people are still a bit anxious a little bit nervous yeah, course, yeah. Um, and, and wondering how all those things are going to work but it but I think as it run as it rolls out and, the, and more people are getting vaccinated and it and it feels safer for people to start slowly treading out again um, yeah and that's why I think when we start doing events we're going to start doing very small a small sort of gatherings just to get people who perhaps are a little bit more anxious about the yeah, about the bigger gatherings get get them going and, and this is why I think it's really important for for a lot of people like Phil who's got an eye a, a lens and a, and, a, and a way of um because I mean I bet you're dying to get a hold of some events and stuff you and James who work with us James works with the, the folk festival things like that you're going to be working with us and with Shrewsbury Town and Community events is where it's at right? Yeah I think it's the best way to promote yourself um, mm-hmm. get a name for yourself out there and showcase what you can do if you can get something like the food festival you know, it's it's well known around the country mm. I'm from Ludlow if you get that festival there's people from all around the world come to that yeah you of course. Can, if you can capture that get it published you get phone calls coming at your all directions hopefully to <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I think it's also we've got a responsibility to show people that it is safe you know um, when we when we do end up going to the food festival and places that we, we're going to be chock-a-block we've got at least three four three or four festivals signed up already for the biscuit I want to show people that they can come and have a good time. So we're going to take some cameras and do some video stuff as well, just to show people. Like this is what we did with the driving festivals. They were so festival, uh, so festival. Blah, 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 words. Uh, they were so successful um, because um, the first few that went out, there were people there. Sh- the, the pictures that um, that the Ben Coates was throwing up, you know, showing people socially distanced things that showed that it was safe to come out and the anxieties. Um, we're sort of relieved a little bit I think yeah and I think the more you can showcase that um, the more confident people are going to be I know that there's um, Shrewsbury Arts and Crafts are doing like an arts trail around town um, in June so that's I'm really looking forward to that we're doing a workshop there for them Um, but I think things like that and the the yarn bombing that we did this year we we didn't have a table there we didn't do like an event it was just we put it up um, and we dropped off leaflets at the local houses for the kids to sort of do the word search and find find the game and and we gave them the Easter egg before they did the trail this year (laughs) Because because we didn't want people to think that they had to, you know, um, sacrifice the social distancing in order to come and join in. So we left up all weekend and people just came at their own sort of their own time and their own pace, really. Um, And if it was busy, people sort of went away and came back again. So I think people are being really responsible with it as well. Yeah, good. How how important is it to keep these spaces green? Because I mean, it's, it's a big talking project at the moment with you know a lot of infrastructure, the, the relief road stuff that's going up, uh, the houses being built, uh, there's places in Ironbridge, for example, just about over the you know the, the build of where the uh, the power station is, all these things that just seem like sacrilege to me, like all these beautiful green spaces. Do you guys have to fight for this green space, or just are the council just happy to let it be? I mean. Well, um, I found the town council to be really supportive Good. when when we're looking at using green spaces as well. Because some people um, are a bit underconfident to actually, you know, rock up and throw a picnic blanket down in any, you know, in a green space. I mean, these public green spaces are for us to use. You know, you can you can set up, um, you know, an, an event in the middle of a of a park. You know, you can um, ask people to, to gather when it's safe, obviously, to 
do so and and use these spaces you can um you can climb the trees and if there's an apple tree you can pick the apples and take them home um and pick them and eat them you know i, I just think like people don't are sometimes a bit underconfident to use these spaces so there's there's stuff around that the usage but obviously um the garden we're actually standing in now um i think it used to be owned by the prison and i think when the prison was sold they sold off a lot of this green space around the river because they wanted to preserve it so i think it's council owned and because it's on a bank and it's a nightmare to maintain i think they gave it over to a community group um um, just yeah a little little part of it and it's beautiful we've planted um, fruit trees in here there's apples and pears and nice. cherries and obviously the group have been making you can see a lovely herb bed here so there's lovely landers put all this in it's it's a community group called the Dana community garden and okay. they meet or well, they used to meet regularly every month um, I, I think they're, they're starting to, to do that again um, yeah but I can certainly uh, anyone that's interested in um, joining I can certainly give them the information <laughs> let's talk about um, the big thing that's coming up summer 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 well, have you got any plans for summer have you guys got any I am um, local holidaying staycations get the kids outside enjoy the sun get on the river as much as possible I've bought a new paddle board yeah. so that's like as a personal one but in terms of lovely land, we're also um, starting to do small gatherings. The yarn bombers are getting together. We're doing some skill sharing. We're getting the young people together. Um, we're starting our volunteer group up again. So we'll be meeting regularly. All outside, all social distance, all safe. We've got a nature circles running, which is um, people from the local community coming together to see how we can improve like this immediate green space that we live in. Um, so yeah, we've got lo loads and loads and lo loads going on, but you can get all the information on the website. I'm thinking actually because we, we we run these things called the open studio sessions where we we record sort of between five and seven podcasts in one day. We can do one every hour, and I'm thinking like in the height of summer when we know it's going to be nice. How cool would it be? Because we just use this and plug microphones into it, just to set up a, a little mini studio across the river there, and just have people walk up and and just sit and outside and, and talk to us how amazing would that be do it do it come to what come to our little community gathering that we're having in um, august yeah um hopefully obviously we're, we're waiting to see if restrictions what, what sort of format that will take and uh, restrictions allow but um yeah please do come and have I'd a table that'd that. be amazing yeah. you know what because it would be really helpful for us because we always get loads and loads of really positive feedback comments from our projects but i am not very good at nailing that feedback down and, and, and gathering it and of course funders love that stuff yeah so if you were there and you could capture some of that feedback for we'd be me. happy to be that would be amazing maybe some of our young people could um help on the mic as well that would be amazing I'd, yes we're, we're looking for we're we are at, i mean like you listen to this now guys but we are actually looking for an extra sort of host um for for the for the biscuit sort of help out with the volume of, of so if you know someone that's young budding wants to get behind a microphone uh, and preferably over 18 it's got to be over 18 because uh because of legal reasons and all like that but um yeah if there's anybody young out there who wants to join us as a host and sort of help out, help out with what we're doing then please get in touch with us because that's what we want to do and maybe we can find we can try and do like a a pod idol <laughs> pod idol, pod idol. Right, okay find the new biscuit host i don't know well, yeah. new new project launch right here <laughs> yeah we'll see how the cookie crumbles ah, ah see how we do. <laughs> well uh, thank you so i felt a drop, drop of rain i think we, we caught this just at the right time but i think we did yeah thank you so much for talking to us today you are so welcome thanks for having me yeah um where can people find you guys so we've got a website with all of our details on lovelyland.co.uk but we are on insta we're on facebook um 
Um, so you can, yeah, you can get my contact details on there. If you've got ideas for projects, you can um, give me a shout. Um, you can drop me a line on the email. Um, and if you want to get involved in anything, then yeah, just let, just let me know and we'll get you in. Lovely land, going strength from strength, from strength to strength from these words today. Words, helicopters, and my sunglasses have been on and off because this weather is just so unpredictable. Um, also, um, I want to tell you guys as well about the radio show that I've started last week. <laughs> if you guys want to hear more of Whiteley, but on the radio, I do a new radio show called Naughty Talk. Uh, for a radio station called Splash Damage Radio. If you want to hear that, it's every Thursday at 8 o'clock, um, 8 p.m. Um, go to splashdamage.co.uk to find the links to that. It's um, talk about no- do naughty's music because I think it's a, a forgotten era of music. You know, I was wondering where you're going with the naughties, but oh, okay, Naughty naughty's tour. music, it's right? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll check that out. Uh, also, guys, check out our website, which is uh, www.theshoeswebiscuitpodcast.co.uk. Um, everything you need, you need to know about us is on there. Um, you can get in contact with us as well. Um, that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. Um, so make sure uh, you check that out. And um, Claire, you've been amazing. Phil, thanks very much for chipping in and taking some photos and stuff. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to help out. Yeah, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Nice one. Peace out.